Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another macabre mini mystery. Now, today, I've not scripted this episode. Apparently, I'm interested in chaos this week, and I don't know why. So today, we're going to be flying slightly by the seat of our pants. So strap in and come and join me on another weird episode today. Now, I'm sure like many of you out there, since lockdown and being stuck inside thing for a whole year has been happening, I have taken to TikTok to fill some of those hours in the day when I really should be doing research for the show. But luckily, the two things this time have actually intersected to bring me to something that I really want to talk to you about today. So recently when scrolling, a black and white video popped up in my stream. And this video is quite innocent enough. It's of a girl who is apparently running around during the middle of the night on a night vision camera. Now, understandably, this got my spidey senses tingling a bit and I was thinking, what the hell is this about? So I started watching more and more of her TikToks and it turns out that she's a sleepwalker. Now, the TikToker in question goes by the name of Selena Spooky Boo. So after watching just a few of her TikToks and getting really interested in what this was all about, obviously my mind went to the dark place because that's just how my mind works. So down the rabbit hole I went. So today, on this episode of Macabre Mini Mysteries, we're taking a look at the terrifying world of somnambulism.
channel or if you're new here then hi my name's Nikki. I upload every Friday anything from like spooky stuff through to the podcast that I make called Macabre London. I also do gameplay, I've got a series of tattoo tours and then also strange topics like the one that we're covering today. So if you like the look of hanging around then um, I'd love it if you could hit that subscribe button. It'd be great to have you join the gang. So before we get started today, if you're listening to the podcast, you might want to pop along and actually watch this video on YouTube because there will be clips and there'll be things that you might want to see. Now you can just listen to the podcast because I'm always well aware that people do just listen to the podcast as well, but there will be clips also in the video so you can see what some of the sleepwalking behaviour is and that adds just a little bit of spice, I think. So I'm going to leave the link to the video right at the top of the show notes so you'll be able to click on that. Obviously, if you don't want to do that, no problems. So to begin with this episode, I thought we'd probably just start at the very basics and discover exactly what sleepwalking is. I thought I'd just go to the NHS website and see what they say about it. So according to them, they say it's when someone walks or carries out complex activities while not fully awake. It usually occurs during a period of deep sleep, and this peaks during the early part of the night. So sleepwalking tends to occur the first few hours after falling asleep. Now, interestingly enough, sleepwalking is hereditary, so if it runs in your family, then you're more likely to sleepwalk yourself. And sleepwalking can also be something that's triggered as well. So I know for Selena, she says that eating cheese before going to sleep, giving her those cheese dreams, (laughs) is why she ends up sleepwalking. But also from a few other cases that I've read about already, stress or lack of sleep or changes in environment can also cause people to sleepwalk. So it's really important if you know that you suffer from this to make sure that you've got a good sleep routine because any disturbances or upset can cause real bother and cause you to have a lot of sleepless nights because you're busy sleepwalking. And despite having the appearance of being asleep, you're not actually getting good sleep because funnily enough, you're up and wandering around. Sleepwalking is said to be more common in children than it is in adults, and normally a child that finds themselves sleepwalking on a regular basis tends to outgrow it in their teen years, but not for everyone. Sometimes it can still occur all the way through your whole life. Now, for most people, the symptoms of sleepwalking are pretty benign, pretty standard stuff. Sitting upright in bed, you might just have a little bit of a toddle to the next room, you might not remember getting yourself a glass of water in the middle of the night, so pretty boring things. But for some people, and like Selena, for example, I'll put in a clip here so you can see what she's doing. Welcome to the Chronicles of My Sleepwalking With Me Part Something. Oh, that just, that doesn't feel right. No! Whoa! Nice! That's not right. I'm calling the shots. But you didn't, you didn't call. Whoa! Why so many? There's no pocket! Where did it? It's in my house! Oh, boy. Oh, I didn't... 
have full-blown conversations with people, even if those people aren't there. They can see things that aren't there. And even in Selena's case, wrestle an octopus. Again, that's why I said you had to come over to the video. <laughs> now, when it starts to get really dangerous for sleepwalkers is when they start to do things that they would normally do during the day when they're conscious. So going out and leaving the house, they might open windows, they might try and use a normal exit that they would think was a door, which turns out to be a window and end up falling through it. They can also suffer from night terrors, which in turn means that they might lash out and be violent to people. And the one that I find the most terrifying is that somebody who is sleepwalking can get behind the wheel of a car and drive with seemingly no issue whatsoever. Now, these things are incredibly rare, particularly in the case of being able to do normal functioning things like driving a car. It's only a very small percentage of the population that are able to do that. But 30% of the population at some point will sleepwalk. Now, there are ways of treating sleepwalking if it's particularly bad, but for most people, it's not really a problem. It's just a case of making sure that their routine is okay. And for most people, the condition is hereditary or passed down through the family, so normally people will know that it's likely for this to happen to them. But for some people, sleepwalking can actually be developed at a later age. And some medications have also been proven to cause sleepwalking. So if you're prone to it and you end up taking a drug that is likely to exacerbate that problem, then you can really end up with some pretty sleepless nights. Some sleepwalkers have reported falling from windows. Some have woken up miles away from home having just left their front door and been found elsewhere. And one college student one night got out of his bed and was found dead having been run over. And he was just in his underwear and it was about four o'clock in the morning. Now, strangely, in the run-up to his death, he'd spoken to his mum and he'd said that he'd been having this dream repeatedly over and over again where he was chasing a car. And for the family, when it came to finding out what had happened to him and why he was outside and had been run over, his mother remembered this dream that he kept on saying that he'd been having and also said that he was a sleepwalker. And in the end, the coroner decided that actually he probably was sleepwalking and got run over, which is really, really sad. One particular sleep clinic came forward and shared a few of their strangest stories that they'd been told by their patients. One of them said that when they woke up in the morning, they found a piece of paper stuck to the bottom of their foot. And then when they had a look, they realised that it was blood soaked. And during the night, somehow, they'd managed to get out of bed, step on a piece of glass, pulled it out of their foot because they found it on the sideboard in the kitchen, and then managed to dress the wound, all without knowing anything about it and seemingly not feeling any pain. Another one said that they came to whilst they were driving a car and they were crying. When they realised what was happening and that they were clearly sleepwalking, they pulled into a car park and then sat there crying until they'd finished crying because they weren't quite sure what they were crying about and then just drove back home and went back to bed. Another one of the patients who had something happen to her husband suddenly found that that stress caused her to start sleepwalking again. One night after she'd settled down, she then found herself awake in the middle of the street and she has no idea how she got there. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. But what happens when sleepwalking turns deadly? Strangely enough, there have been a few claims of people that have murdered people whilst they've been sleepwalking. Now, the first ever case of homicidal sleepwalking was a case known as the Boston Tragedy. A man by the name of Bo Shears, who was a serviceman from the US but was living in the UK, found himself one night coming to in a room with the room on fire and a murdered sex worker in front of him with her throat slit. Now, Bo Shears had had a relationship with this sex worker and they'd been going out for some time. Her name was Mary Ann Bickford. Realising what he'd done, Bo Shears decided to dispose of the body, but he couldn't live with himself and so he soon turned himself in. And soon after, he was arrested and charged with her murder. But at the trial, he pled not guilty. His defence being that he was sleepwalking at the time and he didn't mean to murder her. In fact, he had no idea and no plan to do so, and it was only when he came to that he realised what he'd done. Luckily for Boshears, and also some witnesses on the evening that had seen him wandering around in a completely zombie-like state, attested to the fact that he was a regular sleepwalker, and as such, he was acquitted and allowed to go free. And because of Boshears, that's where the sleepwalking defence came from. Since then, there's been a number of different cases that have gone to trial for murder and then seemingly been acquitted on the defence of sleepwalking. Now, before you decide to go out there and murder people and get away with it seemingly by saying you're a sleepwalker, there has to be a tonne of evidence of the fact that you're a sleepwalker. We're not talking just like one night when I was 12, I got up and had a wander. We're talking repeated and demonstrable evidence of showing that you're a sleepwalker. Now, other people have tried to use this defence and it's not worked, so they've not had the evidence to prove that they're actually a genuine sleepwalker. One such case, which in fact started off with the sleepwalking plea, didn't end with the sleepwalking plea. There was one case in Phoenix in Arizona where the sleepwalking defence actually backfired. One night, a man by the name of Scott Falater or Falater or Falater doesn't sound, that sounds a bit rude, doesn't it? A man murdered his wife and stabbed her 44 times. And during the kerfuffle, somebody actually saw the murder happening and saw that the perpetrator also held the victim's head underwater in a pool, so she drowned. When the case went to trial, the prosecution actually found evidence that after the murder, Scott, the husband, had changed his clothes, put the murder weapon in a Tupperware box, put his bloodstained clothes and also the knife that he'd used to stab his wife into a bin bag and then took the bin bag and hid it under his spare tyre in his car. Understandably, and I agree with the jury here, that seems like a little bit too complex of an action to be doing when you're sleepwalking. And so they convicted him of murder and he was given a life sentence. Our last case, which is a very interesting one, is known as the Parks case. Kenneth Parks was a known sleepwalker and a few things have been happening in his life to amp up the stress a little bit. Him and his wife had just had a baby girl and also he was hiding from his family that he had quite a lot of gambling debts. 
To cover up some of these financial problems, he was having to do a little bit of dodgy work. And as such, he was embezzling from his work, taking some money out of the family savings and having to beg, borrow and steal to make ends meet. And obviously, this was amping up his stress levels. Not able to cover up for himself for too long, his stealing from work was found out and he was fired. Now, at the age of only 23, and also having his baby and his wife to look after, things were getting a bit dire. However, he was taking steps towards his recovery. He started attending Gamblers Anonymous meetings and was planning to get himself back on the right path. After he'd started making steps to get back in the right direction, he decided he was going to tell members of his family. He was going to confess his problems to his grandmother and then also his in-laws, who he was really close with. In fact, the in-laws were forever indebted to him because he'd saved their daughter. Before Kenneth came on the scene, she was a teenage runaway and she'd decided that she didn't want anything to do with her parents anymore. But when she met Kenneth, Kenneth convinced her that they should actually head back home and apologise to the parents. And ever since then, the mum had always called Kenneth her gentle giant. On Sunday, May the 24th, Kenneth let himself into his in-laws' home. He had a key and was always able to just let himself in when he needed to because he would regularly take their daughter there. Once he'd parked his car outside in the garage, he took a tyre iron, walked into the house and bludgeoned his mother-in-law to death. He then had similar intentions for his father-in-law and tried to do the same thing but also ended up strangling him. But somehow, the father-in-law managed to survive the attack despite being bludgeoned and strangled himself. After the frenzied attack, Kenneth got back in his car and continued driving. Now, seemingly coming to at some point during this drive, he ended up at the police station. Walking in through the door, he was completely covered in blood and he turned himself in instantly, saying that he thought he'd just killed two people, but he didn't know who. Understandably, the police didn't believe him to begin with. What with his gambling debts, it could have been a very easy thing for him to murder the family and to take the inheritance. But if that was the case, why did he turn himself into the police? Another very strange thing was that during the attack, Kenneth had managed to cut all of the tendons in his fingers. Which, if you were to sustain an injury, you think it would stop you. But seemingly being asleep and not being able to feel pain, he just continued on with the attack. And in the end, he severed all tendons in his fingers across both hands. Pretty painful stuff to have to go through. In order to make sure that Kenneth was telling the truth, they underwent several different interviews with him, trying every time to throw him off his step. But his story was consistent every single time, and this completely baffled the police. They did tests on his sleep, he attended sleep clinics, and eventually it was ruled that he was sleepwalking and he was allowed to go free. Now, interestingly enough, he and his wife lived together for several years after. Now, I think they're divorced now. I couldn't find any solid evidence to say that, but I did hear somebody else that knows the case quite well saying that. But they stayed together for a long time afterwards. So she must have believed him and she must have felt safe enough to stay with him. Now also after this completely devastating event, he managed to get his sleepwalking under control with medication. And I think that's the most important part because I don't think I would be able to sleep next to my partner knowing that they had murdered my parents whilst they were sleepwalking. Maybe you could sleep in a different room with a lock on the door, but I don't think I would ever feel safe ever again, would you? 
So that's just a few homicidal sleepwalking cases I have found out there for you and just a little bit of the tip of the iceberg of some of these very, very strange cases. So as normal, I'll leave all the sources below so you can check out some more links if you'd like to. If you want to do a little bit of investigation for yourself and um, believe me on this one, you'll probably get stuck for a while. So make sure you've got a few hours to spare or a few days, weeks, months. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. If you haven't done so already, then please subscribe. That would be so helpful. And also, if you'd like to help support the show, then you can do so by checking out our Patreon as well. Again, links will be in the show notes. Thank you for joining me for another macabre mini mystery. I've been Nikki Druce, and I will see you ghouls next time. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.